Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast, sponsored by WebSpy. It's February 8th, 2010, and this is episode 233. This week, you're going to join me on my Snow Monkeys photography tour and workshop from January 28th to Jan 30th. 2010 as I discussed the trip along with looking at some of my images. I'd like to say a big thank you to our sponsors WebSpy before we jump into it though and I want to remind you that WebSpy are currently giving away 101 year subscriptions for their upcoming new project product WebSpy Soho. They're also giving away one pair of Bang & Olufsen earphones. All you have to do to be in with a chance of winning is register your interest in the product and tweet a message about the giveaway on Twitter. You can find the details at www.webspy.com blogs and I'll also put a direct link to the post in the details of the show notes today. This was the first year that I'd added the option to join me for a three-day tour to photograph the snow monkeys in Nagano Prefecture before we headed off to Hokkaido. Ten of the twelve people that had signed up for Hokkaido chose to join me on the snow monkeys leg and two more people that live locally had signed up for just the snow monkeys trip so we maintained our fully booked status and headed off to Nagano on a chartered bus on the morning of January 28th. It took us the scheduled four hours to get over to Nagano and we stopped for lunch just outside the town town where we were uh, to stay and photograph the monkeys. To give us the, uh, the most possible time shooting on this first day, we parked up and headed straight for the monkey park, uh, after lunch that is. Uh, the, the monkey park is about a, a 40 minute walk from the car park when you know the track is uh, snow covered, it gets a little bit slippier and more treacherous. Um, for me, as the organizer, this was the first uh, hurdle, as we'd got some more senior participants with us this year, and I was uh, a little bit worried that they'd met, they'd all make it. But uh, everyone did great, and although some sort of took their time, we got into the the park in Jigokudani, which is basically uh, the name for the place. It translates as Hell Valley. And including um, a few flights of uh, big, relatively you know, long stone steps uh, up the side of the mountain towards the entrance to the park. Uh, everybody got in there fine, and um, you know it can be a little bit of a tiring walk. Um, so I was I was happy to get that out of the way. It wasn't that cold, um, probably around minus two degrees Celsius, um, maybe around freezing point. Um, minus two would be about twenty eight degrees Fahrenheit, and when you're dressed for standing out or standing around in the cold, though, a 40-minute walk along an icy mountain track uh, can generate quite a lot of heat. So most people were loosening their clothing on the way the way out there. We arrived at the park just after 1 p.m. and the group started shooting straight away. Of course, some of us shot the uh, the white balance card on the uh, the X-Rite color passport and use that to set a, cu- a custom white balance on our cameras. Custom 
balance, white balance or, or color balance in general and nailing exposure is something that I spend some time on on this uh, on this trip, especially as there's snow in many scenes, which makes exposure a little bit more challenging. Here's a photo of half my group around the hot spring pool in which the snow monkeys congregate. I'll include the photo in the enhanced podcast, but if you listen to the audio-only MP3 version, you'll need to take a look on my blog at blog.martinbaileyphotography.com because I haven't uploaded this image to my online gallery. You can see, though, just how close we can get to the monkeys here. They are totally accustomed to us humans being right next to them as they warm themselves in the pool. You can also see the wires strung across the side of the valley, um, you know, across from the pool there. And you can see how patchy the snow was, adding a little bit more challenge to the shooting, trying to get some nice background. I shot a few wide shots, but because the surroundings weren't that attractive again this year, I didn't share anything other than portraits of the monkeys. In this next image of another member of our group photographing a monkey with a 17 to 40 millimeter wide angle lens, you can see, um, you know, a positive indifference in the monkey's expression. You can also see that around the pool there's very little snow. This is, of course, because the, the pool warms the rocks, so it doesn't settle much here, but also, you know, even around the riverbanks, you you can also you know you can get down to the side of the river a little bit further down the valley um, to shoot the monkeys as they you know as they do their thing, sort of you know not always in the uh, in the pool, uh, but even down there there was very little snow this year, and you know we're lucky to get a few shots earlier on um, on the second and third days with the with some snow on the monkeys, and we'll take a look at those a little bit later. Let's start looking through some of my images uh, in the order that I shot them though and there's a lot to look through so I won't talk a lot about each one going into shooting details and things like that just to save time. First up though is image number 2426. One of the things that I try to do while shooting the snow monkeys is to capture expressions or actions other than the norm. I shot this expression through the steam from the hot water, so there's a bit of a, a lack of contrast, but I was able to salvage enough of an image to share, and I really wanted to do so because I love this expression. It looks to me like a, a forced smile or a cheese for the photographer. You can also uh, think of it, this as being like an exaggerated chattering teeth as the monkey shivers in the cold. Either way, it was a great moment to capture. That is the only image that I wanted to look at from the first afternoon. I uploaded others that you can see of, um, you know, you can look in at the images in my gallery. And I'll put a link of all of the shots. Um, I think I uploaded 28 in total. I'll put a link to that will list all of those in the show notes. The next image is number 2431 from the morning of the 29th. We were lucky enough to have some snow on the second day. So I was excited about the possibility of the group getting some shots of the monkeys with snow in their hair. These you know, are getting more difficult to capture as the snow levels in the valley drop. There are two that I want to look at here, and I wanted to talk about 
um, not being able to see the eyes in this first shot. Normally, I wouldn't include an image of an animal without uh, being able to see its eyes, or, or at least closed eyes. Um, I'd still like to be able to see them. Um, but, you know, I mean, I think you might remember last year when, when I spoke about the, the monkey, um, I went there on a reconnaissance trip last year and got a great shot of, of a mother with a baby. And the eyes were closed in my favourite. And I think that's fine too. Um, usually I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't include an image that didn't have the eyes. Uh, but here I was happy to include this image because we have such a strong visual clue as to what the eyes are doing. The monkey seems to be staring pensively at his hands. So although the eyes are not visible here, we can imagine them looking at the hands. You can even argue that the photo is stronger for the lack of eyes, making us think about what the monkey is looking at more. With these monkeys being so much like us humans, we often want to be, um, you know, we want to make them out to be highly intelligent, which they are without doubt. Uh, on this occasion, though, the monkey was sifting through snow for seeds, and rather than looking at his hands, um, he was really just checking the snow in his hands for seeds to eat. As an image, I still think it works though, um, but a little background information on this occasion takes the potency out of the image to a degree. In the next image, 2432, uh, two, about five minutes after the, the last one that we looked at, we see a mon the monkey again uh, with an interesting gesture. This time his hands are together with fingers locked in another pose that I, for one, consider to show thoughtfulness. It's poses like this that I look for when shooting these guys. It's not always that, you know, that I see the pose and then raise the camera. I might already have the camera trained on the subject, but then when they do something like this, I'll make the exposure. The other thing to note here is, um, as I mentioned earlier, is that the snow will mess up your exposure metering here. The background around the head of the monkey here is slightly blown out, and if I'd left my camera in aperture priority mode, I would have had to, um, you know, done some exposure compensation to make sure that the face of the monkey was not too dark in the shadows here. I could, of course, have used spot metering and meter on the, the fur, but I per personally just prefer to go to manual mode and take full control. As I set my exposure, you, I can see that the snow is blowing out slightly, uh, you know, looking at the histogram, and what I can do then is just choose to ignore that and just make sure that I get a good exposure of the monkey. If you allow the background to blow out too much, it can bleed into the details on the edges of the main subject or that fine fluffy fur around the edges of the monkey here. But the amount that I overexposed required 12 points of recovery in Lightroom to bring the, um, you know, to bring the exposure under control um, so that really isn't a problem. You can actually see as well that the light wispy hair um, actually sort of protects the white snow behind it from uh, stopping it from blowing out. The only parts that of the image that showed us totally blown out are pure white, um, a, a short distance away from the monkey, 
and so you know that that fluffy white hair actually sort of protected the the um, the area directly behind the monkey and stopped it from bleeding into the the subject next we see another gesture in image 2433 as this cute little monkey sticks his tongue out i was actually standing above the pool um not on the lower level that we saw some participants standing on earlier i was looking down to see if everyone was all right and you know having just spoken with some of the group members on the higher level and I turned and saw this little guy and noticed his tongue sticking out as I crouched down to, to photograph him. One thing that I should mention, although it's pretty obvious, is that you'll, you'll really need to make sure that the eyes sharp when shooting animals. Especially when shooting with a wide aperture, it can be difficult to get focus right on the eyes. If you are shooting across the subject as I am here, it can sometimes be a good idea to stop down a little bit to get both eyes sharp, as I have here, stopping down to f5.6. I will sometimes stay wide and shoot across the subject like this as well, especially if I'm a little bit further away. But when I do, I always try to make sure that the nearest eye is sharp. If the furthest eye is sharp, it can look pretty weird or just like sloppy focusing. I've photographed the distinguished macaque in image 2438 a number of times and just love doing tight portraits of this one. I uploaded a few others as well. Some of them were uh, where you can see the teeth as he chews on some grain or grass. But I like this particular image because of the slanted mouth, again making him somewhat human with a dissatisfied look on his face. I used the 70-200 f2.8 lens for this, leaning back quite a lot to achieve the minimum focus distance for this lens. I can't wait to, you know, take a take a hold or you know take ownership of the new 70-200 uh, millimeter that is coming out uh, in a few weeks and just take it out to this this location as it's you know it's got a few inches shorter minimum fo minimum focus distance which will be make it perfect for this location with you know the limited space you've only got a very so, i think the ledge is not even a meter wide in most uh, you know as it around the end of the pool there so you really need to to have a a, a shorter minimal focus uh, focus distance for this I couldn't help including image 2439 as well, in which we see four monkeys totally relaxed in their hot tub. It's nice to get a group like this, all with their eyes closed and with no other distractions in the frame. One thing to note here is that it can be difficult to get a group like this without cutting off their hands on one side of the frame. It can also be easy for someone with less experience to forget about the edges of the frame too and only realise that they cut off the hands when they look at the shot on the PC later. It's always helpful, just as a general bit of advice, to scan the edges of the frame to ensure that all of the important elements that are in the frame and equally importantly that nothing distracting is entering the frame from the edges. Another thing to pay attention to at this location particularly is that people can stand um, with bright clothing on and stand above the, uh, the pool and sometimes reflect in the water, ruining a good shot. 
If you look at the, the water in the top right of this image, you can see the shape of someone standing on the edge of the pool, but luckily their clothing didn't make them too noticeable on this, this particular shot. It is something that I, I point out to the participants though and, and find that most don't really notice it until, they, until it's pointed out to them. So it's, uh, it's one of those things that, that we do pay attention to. In image 2440, again I've shot at the moment the macaque looked right at me, directly at me. She was being groomed and pretty relaxed, but for some reason turned to look at me as I started to photograph the two of them. Maybe I moved quickly or the sound of my shutter caught her attention. They are, you know, they're usually very used to us being there, but sometimes I think we catch their attention and in this particular occasion that worked out okay for me. The baby monkeys can be incredibly cute, as we can see in image 2444. This little guy was chewing on something and so I, I got that sort of scrunched up nose as he looked back at something to his side. In addition to being a cute little monkey photograph though, I wanted to point out here that I expanded the white snow in the background with the clone tool for this shot, as there was a large dark patch to the right of the monkey as we view the image. The lack of snow can cause problems, and although I rarely clone to this extent, as, you know, as it was really just a large, expansive, out-of-focus background, I figured that I'd go for it on this one so that I could still use a relatively cute shot. Almost done here. Uh, we've got two more shots to look at. The second one to last is number 2445. And this was a bit of a grab shot, but I was pretty pleased with it. We'd been shooting down by the river and a few of us were about to head up to the up the path that we can see this monkey sitting on and head in to eat lunch, if I recall. Something about the way the monkey was just sitting and staring out across the valley struck me, so I fired off a frame or two. And you can also see here that although there, was, there has been a lot of snow, it's melted off in many places. We really were lucky to be able to get the images with the snow on the monkeys that we looked at earlier. And finally, I wanted to look at image 2449 from the last morning before we headed back to Tokyo. It was a Saturday morning and the, um, you know, the ledge around the hot spring pool was packed with local tourists. And I was really happy that I'd avoided the weekend for our main day and we, you know, we spent a few hours shooting around the river and the paths. And this was one of the last shots um, as the last few participants finished up their shooting. Again, I was just looking for something other than a straight shot. So when this monkey lifted his foot as, as if to sort of protect it from the cold for a brief time, I made my exposure. We left at lunchtime and headed back to Tokyo. On the way, I used some of the time on the bus to share my digital workflow with some of the participants crowded around my laptop screen. And this was good to do, as you know, you'll, you'll often learn something from seeing others' workflows, and I'm pretty happy with mine, so I thought I'd share it, and it seemed to go down pretty well. To finish, although I played this in a quick update past, you know, podcast before, um, we went to Hokkaido. Here's some quick comments from some of the participants that I recorded on the bus as we drove back to Tokyo on the Saturday afternoon.
Larry Jackson, San Angelo, Texas. Had a great time with the uh, macaques, and we don't see those in Texas very often. <laughs> those were my brief words. This is Len Fugit with uh, Robot Streams. It's been a fantastic uh, learning experience from start to end, and uh, terrific support from uh, Martin and the other people. I learned so much, even on the bus on the way back. He gave us a lecture on uh, workflow with uh, Lightroom, and uh, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Uh, this is Colin. I live in Tokyo. Uh, I just want to say thanks to Martin for organizing a flawless uh, tour uh, up to Nagano. Uh, the snow monkeys is a great subject matter uh, to take photographs of. Uh, Martin was just very generous with his time, teaching me a lot for, from everything from workflow to white balance to focusing to co composition, uh, you know, depth of field, everything. So uh, it was a great trip for me personally, and I'm just sad that I can't be part of the Hokkaido trip, uh, but I look forward to living vicariously through everybody else's images. Uh, thanks again, Martin. I uh, look forward to the next one. Hi everybody, this is Fabian from Germany. I must say I have enjoyed the last two and a half days very much. I was very exciting, excited about the, about the snow monkeys and uh, I enjoyed also the excellent food at the, uh, excellent food at the hotel. And uh, well, I'm looking forward to the Hokkaido part of the tour and uh, it was great to meet you all. We had very nice conversations and uh, well I say goodbye to Lem and to Colin. Too bad that you cannot join us for the rest of the tour. Uh, I hope that you will at least enjoy the pictures we will share with you. Hi everybody, I'm Ludmila from France, so I'm very glad to be here and to participate in the Martin workshop. Snow Monkey was really great and I suspect Martin ordered the snow especially for us he was very it was very very kind of him and uh, <laughs> i enjoy a lot the old people all participants are very kind very friendly and uh, martin is just adorable so i'm looking forward to hokkaido trip and uh, I know now that I will fully enjoy it. Okay, see you later. Hello, I'm Michael from Belgium. Um, apart from the great experience seeing these snow monkeys for the first time, I'd like to thank Martin for um, um, showing me his workflow, which was um, sometimes different than mine, so it was very interesting to see how he does it. And um, also to um, learn about his photography technique um, in the field. So thank you, Martin, for that. My name is Steve from uh, California. Uh, this trip has been absolutely wonderful. Martin did a fantastic job in coordinating and setting up uh, the trip for us. 
the traditional Japanese uh, hotel we stayed at we stayed at was not only a beautiful place to be but also the food the hot baths were absolutely wonderful the, the monkeys were uh, exceptionally accommodating for the photography and uh, his training was um, was very helpful in white balance and especially for me for uh, being able to learn to use um, uh, manual uh, on my camera and um, I would highly recommend anyone uh, interested in visiting Japan and, and having a superb trainer like Martin uh, guide them uh, in, in uh, being able to shoot these spectacular animals. This is Diane from Philadelphia. Um, seeing and photographing the monkeys was a really special experience. Um, so was the traditional hotel. Even uh, the public baths, that was an experience. Um, I would like to come back again. I enjoyed it so much. The only thing was on Saturday when it got so crowded, I actually felt sorry for the monkeys. My name's Kevin Bedford from North Yorkshire in England. <laughs> I spent the last three days photographing monkeys. We've taken probably over 700 pictures and hopefully we may, may have a couple of shots out of there. It's been really exceeded my expectations by a long way and uh, I'm now looking forward to going to Hokkaido uh, continue the workshop. Debbie Titus, San Angelo, Texas. I just wanted to say that I've had an awesome photographic experience with the Martin Bailey photo tour with the monkeys, the snow monkeys, and I would most definitely do it again. So although Debbie did sound like she was about to say something else there, she, that was actually it, that was all she said. Um, but that's it. Uh, so, you know, we did have a, a great time over these first three days. I can't wait to take another group out there again next year. Note that I am still finalising the plans for next year and will be releasing information on the mbpworkshops.com website in the very near future, hopefully within the next week or so. If you would like me to mail you when, uh, you know, to let you know when the details are announced, please Mail me using the contact form on my website or on info at martinbaileyphotography.com. A note too that I'm thinking of not making the Snow Monkey Tour a solo option next year. There will be a shorter Hokkaido tour and then the following week we'll do the Snow Monkey Tour and then go straight on to Hokkaido as one group. If there is enough demand to do a second Snow Monkey Tour on a, you know, a separate one, um, from the one that's integrated into the Hokkaido trip, then I'll consider adding a second. If you uh, absolutely, certainly, definitely are only interested in snow monkeys, then you know, and you don't want to join us in Hokkaido, then please state that when you drop me a line, and I'll keep this in mind as I finalise my plans. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed your virtual tour with the snow monkeys. They are amazing, that's for sure. Thanks for listening today, and remember that you can find me on Flickr and Facebook, as well as Twitter, and of course my blog and the Photography Forum. 
all links are at the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com so drop by and check that out and I'll be back next week with another episode of the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast but in the meantime you just have a great week whatever you're doing bye bye this is Dave Warner and I'm the host of the lensflare35.com podcast each week I bring you interviews with some of the top photographers using digital SLR cameras They share some of their coolest tips and tricks, techniques and news about what they're up to. So please take a moment to visit the website or subscribe to LensFlare35 on iTunes. The Martin Bailey Photography Podcast is a proud member of the Photocast Network. Find this and other great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com.